The easternmost Nordic member of the European Union, Finland, is navigating a bold new direction in foreign policy. Historically known as a bastion of military neutrality, the country has now pivoted towards closer ties with the West through its accession to NATO. The decision to invite Finland and Sweden to become members demonstrates that NATO's door is open. It demonstrates that President Putin, Putin did not succeed in closing NATO's door. NATO's door remains open. And it also demonstrates that we respect the sovereign right of every nation to choose its own path. So we, of course, respected Finland and Sweden when they decided to uh, stay out of NATO for many, many years. But then we also welcome them and respect their decision to join NATO. This strategic realignment, taking in Sweden as well, comes in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine that sent a chill wind across Europe. It was felt most acutely by Baltic states like Estonia, along with Stockholm and Helsinki. Uh, NATO line is the only line that Russia wouldn't cross. Uh, and this was the question that we had to ask ourselves when Russia uh, invaded, attacked brutally Ukraine. I'm also very glad that we have been able to work so closely with Sweden during the process. And of course we see that, that both Finland and Sweden not only uh, will uh, ma have made this decision for our own interest. But this quest for greater security has come at a cost. Finland says Russia has increased its espionage activities, carried out cyber attacks and spread disinformation. National elections loom next spring, in which the prospect of possible Russian interference looms. Meanwhile, hundreds of asylum seekers from Africa and the Middle East have crossed Finland's eastern border in recent months. A wave of migration deliberately directed there, the government says, by Russia to cause instability. In parallel developments, the war on Gaza shines an uncomfortable light on Finland's defence procurement. The opposition has called for the scrapping of a $345 million deal to purchase Israel's David's Sling air defence system. The government insists it will go ahead. Helsinki vocally condemns violence in the region and supports a two-state solution, but its willingness to trade arms with Israel raises some nuanced questions about the consistency of its foreign policy. To discuss that and more, Finnish Foreign Minister Elina Valtonen talks to Al Jazeera. Elina Valtonen, the Foreign Minister of Finland, thank you for talking to Al Jazeera. Thank you. It's a fascinating time, isn't it, for Finnish foreign policy. Your country earlier this year abandoning a long-standing policy of military neutrality between East and West in the face of a perceived threat from your neighbour Russia after its uh, invasion of Ukraine in 2022, now close to signing a defence cooperation agreement with the United States. Clearly no trace of that Neutrality remains. Finland has firmly taken sides. Am I right? Well, in a way, Finland has taken sides long, long, long time ago. Um, we have been a stable democracy for over 100 years, and 
every time in history there's been an opportunity to edge towards the West, we've, we've taken that opportunity. And for instance, we've been a member of the European Union for for three decades now, and uh, we have also been closely cooperating with NATO over the course of the past decade, ever so close that by the time we sent in the application for joining the alliance, uh, our military was almost 100% interoperable with NATO. So, so yes, indeed, we have a chosen side, and 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 we have we are now in the in the family of, of friends of uh, other members of the European Union where we belong. In the face, though, of as I said, a perceived threat from Russia. Do you believe, does your government really believe that President Putin has an interest, uh, has designs on a country like Finland, a member, as you say, of the European Union? It's not so much a function of whether we uh, perceive an, imme an immediate military threat from, from uh, Russia. It's more that uh, we want to contribute to the strength of uh, the security architecture in, in Europe and do that together with our friends and now allies. So uh, it's definitely that, that. And of course, Finland has always invested strongly into its own defence and uh, we indeed have not felt an immediate military threat from Russia or from elsewhere. The Kremlin recently described it as Russophobia. Is that what it's about? Well, not at all. Uh, Finland, well, first of all, we have never been a threat to Russia. On the contrary, uh, we have, uh, in the history, we have had to defend ourselves uh, against the aggression from Russia. Luckily, we have been uh, uh, able to remain independent uh, also during the two wars in the Second World War where, where um, Russia uh, invaded Finland. So, um, and now as members of NATO, it's exactly the same. We are not there to threaten anybody. We do have many Russian speaking people in Finland and also um, people with uh, the Russian nationality. And um, these people are a, a valuable part of our society and there's definitely not a, not uh, no, no sign of Russophobia in, in this country whatsoever. But it has to be said that uh, especially ever since Russia launched its full-scale uh, invasion of Ukraine, there um, has been not only in Finland but also um, in the European Union uh, a very rigid position, which means that there is no political contact with Russia. We have imposed sanctions towards Russia, and we have, of course, been aiding Ukraine in, in their um, defence, uh, where they are protecting their own sovereignty and territorial integrity, which they have the right to, based on the UN Charter. Well, well the Kremlin was pretty clear, wasn't it, uh, in the face of your plans to join NATO, that it would consider such a step uh, an aggressive one. Uh, President Sauli Ninisto uh, of Finland said that your country should be prepared for, quote, certain malice from Russia in return. Has that sort of response manifested itself? Well, um, Finland is a sovereign country and we are free to align ourselves with, uh, with other countries, again, not posing any threat towards anybody. Um, well, Russia has also said many times that uh, to them it was not a surprise that Finland joined NATO since we had been very closely cooperating anyway. Uh, and as members of the European Union, of course, just choosing the same 
um, security architecture like like our um, uh, fellow member states have done. Uh, and in that respect, if Finland was a military threat to Russia, why have they moved all their troops away from the western border towards Finland? Indeed, they have done so uh, for, for their war of aggression in, in Ukraine. And clearly, they are not seeing any military threat from Finland. Yet they haven't stood still, have they? They have responded in the face of your moves towards NATO in the form of uh, increased espionage, your intelligence services uh, say so, cyber security threats uh, and so on. There's an election due uh, in the spring of next year, as indeed there is in Russia. Uh, you've got that 80,000 strong, as you said, Russian-speaking population. Are you concerned about what Russia can do in terms of spreading disinformation, in terms of interfering with your election, in terms of ongoing efforts uh, to disrupt your cybersecurity? Well, these actions of malice, these unfortunately are nothing new. Um, these are actions that Russia has been undertaking towards several, or if not all, uh, European Union countries over the course of the past years. So uh, it's it's not our position to speculate whether uh, some of their actions are, are in response to, um, for instance, Finland joining NATO or, or making other moves that we can do as a as a sovereign nation. Um, we are of course prepared. We have uh, invested into our defence, into our deterrence, together with our partners and allies and. Um, and uh, we just hope that, for instance, the most recent incident where Russia is actively uh, engaged in sending uh, third country nationals towards the Finnish border to seek asylum, um, that they will seize this operation. Because it's a very ruthless way of weaponizing people. And especially now that winter has come to Finland, where we face temperatures of even minus 20 degrees Celsius, and we have snow in Lapland. Um, that they are sending people over uh, with uh, no appropriate clothing or equipment. Uh, it's just uh, inhumane, and we ask Russia to stop this operation. Well, I, I will get on to that in just a moment. Uh, but first, staying on the issue of defence, among the first big deals uh, that you struck in this process of bolstering your defence, along with joining NATO, was the purchase of uh, a high-altitude air defence system from Israel. Uh, it was a deal worth $346 million. The uh, system is called David's Sling, capable of intercepting ballistic and cruise missiles, aircraft and drones. Uh, in continuing to see this deal through, given the current context of the war on Gaza, are you taking sides there as well? The Finnish Defence forces, and again, the, the emphasis is on the word defence, uh, makes its decisions on procurement independently of uh, outside uh, world um, happenings, of course, in relation to the policy of our partners and allies, so the EU and NATO. And uh, they are purchasing the equi equipment from where they find the best capabilities or the best equipment to support our capabilities. So it has nothing to do uh, with the war uh, ongoing in Gaza. And what comes to the situation in the Middle East, Finland is uh, fully aligned with the European Union's position where 
we demand humanitarian forces, humanitarian corridors for the aid to reach the people. We urge both parties and all parties to value civilian lives and protect civilians. And uh, we have also uh, increased our level of aid significantly into the region. The European Union has quadrupled its aid to Gaza over the course of the past six weeks. So we are very concerned of uh, what's going on and we hope that uh, the situation will, will come fast to a conclusion where there will be, again, an inception of talks for a lasting peace based on the two-state solution that we are supporting. The, uh, the opposition left alliance party in your country uh, isn't happy with the defence deal with Israel. Uh, they demand that you call it off, saying it is not right to buy arms from a country that maintains an illegal occupation and is known to bomb civilians. Are you moved by that argument at all? Finland is a democracy and we have a multi-party system. We have now nine parties in parliament and one of those is indeed the left party. And uh, in our country, all politicians uh, have the right to also oppose the position of the mm. government, which is a majority government, and um, this is normal politics. Well, I, I want to stay on this just for a moment because those opposition figures, and indeed there are others who would agree, might say... Uh, that Israel is little different to Russia in the fact of maintaining an illegal occupation and bombing civilians, yet one you condemn, the other you do business with? Well, we have actually been condemning Israel. It is the, the illegal settlements in the West Bank. Those are against international law, and we have been clearly stating our position. We have been also condemning... Um, the, the increasing violence that Israelis, is Israeli civil, civilians are uh, acting upon uh, Palestinian civilians uh, in those settlements, and we have urged Israel to stop. And uh, we have no double standards here whatsoever. The Finnish and the European Union's position is crystal clear, and that is to, uh, to protect civilians and to value human rights everywhere in the world. Well, some people, I suspect, would argue that it's not right to be doing business with one of those countries and sanctioning heavily and refusing to have anything to do uh, with the other. Should the EU, do you think, be worried that what is perceived as double standards, whether you agree or not that it is double standards, perceived by large parts of, let's say, the Global South, for instance, might complicate EU efforts uh, to take other countries along with it as it continues to pursue its Ukraine policy, that they might say, well, you can't keep telling us that Russia is this, uh, this aggressor in Ukraine uh, whilst continuing to essentially operate uh, a business as usual with, it, with Israel. Well, um, first of all, we have been very loud and clear uh, also on our Israel policy, like just said, uh, we are not, uh, definitely not accepting moves which are against the international law and especially not against humanitarian law. 
We also support the ICC, the International Criminal Court, in its effort to investigate all crimes which have been now undertaking over the past weeks in Gaza, and probably uh, there are yet to come many. So uh, Finland fully supports that work, independent of who commits those crimes. Will, will, and, you, as a, will you, as uh, an individual I... member of the EU, forgive me, Foreign Minister, go so far as, say, France has done in calling for uh, an absolute definitive ceasefire at this point? We are hoping that now uh, this deal that has been signed a few days, uh, humanitarian pause in order for the, uh, for the aid to reach the civilians, that this could be a step towards um, a permanent ceasefire and also towards negotiations between the parties. We support um, a, a Palestinian authority uh, to negotiate for the Palestinian people, but it, of course, has to have the mandate of, of the Palestinian people. And your view on the future beyond the war in Gaza? Is it to pursue a two-state solution? Is it to recognise a Palestinian state as soon as possible? The Finnish position has been the same uh, for a very long time, and that is that there needs to be a negotiated two-state solution, which will also lead to the recognition of the state of Palestine. And that negotiation needs to be based on the borders pre-1967. And this is definitely something that not only Finland but the European Union is keen to engage in, in helping those parties to establish those negotiations and to find a way for a peaceful future. Let's go back to current events in your region, if I may. I want to ask you about your government's claim, uh, you raised it earlier, that Russia is deliberately guiding refugees and asylum seekers to uh, Finland's eastern border. Are you certain this is happening? And... To what end do you believe it's happening? What's the purpose? Well, we are very sure that this is happening. Um, we haven't had asylum seekers from Russia, um, really, while well, we are talking a few incidents over the course of the past few years, up until the past few weeks where Russia has been intentionally letting through people without valid documentation or with missing documentation altogether. And those people uh, are coming mainly from third countries. We do also have evidence that not only is Russia letting those people uh, pass to the, the Finnish border, but they have been also actively engaged in transporting those people to the border crossing stations. And what's more, we have also heard that uh, Russia is apparently uh, loosening its visa policy in many countries in order to allow for people to travel to Russia and through Russia towards the Finnish border and from there to the European Union. And obviously this is a, a case example of, of a hybrid operation where Russia is weaponizing people. We can't accept that and we will um, have a rigid response like there has been over the course of the past two weeks from the Finnish government, but also uh, we will do that uh, together with our partners and allies. Well, I want to talk about your response because it's been uh, pretty drastic. Uh, at the beginning, instituting a new law that would allow the government to block asylum seekers at the border in certain circumstances. Then you went on to ban people travelling over the border by bicycle. Uh, and now, most recently, closing, I think, all but one of nine border crossings between Russia uh, and Finland. Not everybody entirely happy uh, with that. The Finnish Refugee Council, for instance, saying the right 
to seek refuge must be respected regardless of where applicants come from or how they accessed the border. Essentially, that's an accusation that you're in breach of international humanitarian law. Well, we are definitely not in breach of international humanitarian law. As said, we have been uh, accepting and taking uh, asylum seekers uh, into our country. Um, another point of view from a Finnish commentator, an academic at the University of Eastern Finland called Jussi Lane, uh, who believes Helsinki is overreacting to a deliberate Russian attempt to stow uh, to stoke havoc, to create havoc, suggesting you're responding exactly the way Russia would like you to be? Well, we can't speculate on how Russia would like us to respond, but we have to protect our citizens and our national security. And it's good that we are having this open debate. But the vast majority of Finns is very concerned about the situation and would like Russia to go back to adhering to the contracts between uh, our two countries or adhering to international law and stop this hybrid operation. Finally, Foreign Minister, Sweden has also given up its neutrality uh, along with Finland, leaving just Austria, Ireland, Malta and Switzerland as the last four remaining neutral uh, countries in Europe. There was a time and a place, essentially, for neutrality during the Cold War. They were buffer states or essential go-betweens between East and West. Is it the case now, uh, post-Cold War and with a hot war happening in Europe, that the, uh, that the doctrine of neutrality has, has run its course, do you think? Well, um, NATO is an, uh, is an alliance for defence and uh, is not there to threaten anybody. It is there to secure the European security architecture and essentially a stable and secure future for the people residing in Europe. So therefore it was a natural choice to take for Finland, for Sweden, uh, maybe there's others uh, as well. And certainly uh, many of those countries who are within the European Union, uh, except for Switzerland uh, of the countries you mentioned, um, we are far from being neutral since ever since we signed the Lisbon Treaty in the EU. We have the obligation to help each other also uh, in, in, in a possible crisis situation in Europe. So in a sense, this is, this is nothing new. And again, not to threaten anybody, but secure a peaceful future for, for Europeans and for the rest of the world. OK, Elina Valtonen, Foreign Minister of Finland, thanks for your time. Thank you for talking to Al Jazeera. Thank you so much.